following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Newey Scruggs. All right, here we go. Short week for the Dallas Cowboys. Get ready to take on the Philadelphia Eagles on Saturday night. I'm Newey Scruggs. Welcome to the Players Lounge, and the players are Barry Church and. Did we lose Newey? Oh, I thought that was me. Get the rookie of the year uh, defensively, Micah Parsons, to be playing in this game. He's got COVID. Your thoughts? Yeah, this is a tough one, man. This is a tough one because, uh, you know, we do got, you know, Dan Quinn has been he's been great out there and he's getting the most out of all his players. You know, D-Law, Gregory, all those. He's been getting the most out of everybody and they've been playing great as a whole unit. But when you take away arguably the best player, not only on defense, maybe even the team this year, you know, you're going to take a dip right there. You're going to take a little dip. So I'm glad it's not a not a like a you know, like an injury or he's like a torn ACL or something like that to where he's out the whole playoffs. Hopefully we're able to get him back. Yeah, knock on wood. Hopefully we're able to get him back um, before this playoff run. But this is going to hurt. This is going to hurt because anytime you lose your best player or your best option, whether it's defense, offensively, it don't matter, you're going to take a little dip in production out there. Now, hopefully, you know, Gregory, D-Law, Odizua, those guys along the defensive line can step their game up. Uh, I'm not sure. Do we get Keanu Neal back? Yeah, I see. Yeah, I think we got, so yeah. he, hopefully yes. he, he's able to go in there and use uh, or take, you know, Parsons' spot at that linebacker. But it's tough that dude is a playmaker. Like, no matter where you put him on the field, whether he's covering receivers up the seam, running backs out the backfield, or, or just applying that pressure on quarterbacks, he's a three-tool player. He can do it all. So, like I said, when you when you got a guy like that that's not going to be there, your defense is going to take a little dip. Yeah, I'm going to say this. Uh, blessing in disguise. Blessing in disguise. <laughs> we do not have to worry about Michael Parsons missing the first playoff game of his career. We do nah, not yeah. have to worry about that. <laughs> All right, so we're going to put the onus now on Dan Quinn to get guys like Randy Gregory Tank, mm-hmm. Odiggy Zua, Keanu Neal, uh, Leighton Vanderess. Like, we still have guys – to play against the Philadelphia Eagles, oh, yeah. who, who who also might not even be playing most of their right starters, yeah, right? They yeah. missing some guys, and then some other guys might not play. So this is this is the week, right? Mm-hmm. This is the week. And like I talked about, I say, man, look, if if we're going to go out there and play, you might see guys like Tank maybe not play the, the whole game. Okay. In my mind, I'm saying, shit, you know, I, uh, <laughs> Parsons, Parsons, Zeke, you know, Dak, <laughs> there might be some guys who might not see that much playing time. And I won't even have to worry about it, okay? Mm-hmm. What we know for sure is Parsons going to miss this game, and he's going to be ready to go the week after that. So okay. it's going to be a big loss, but I think Dan Quinn uh, going up against the Eagles who are missing a lot of guys can handle this situation and still come out with a, a good defensive performance and we and keep uh, Michael Parsons ready for next week. So big Big loss, but I think we should be able to handle it. Okay. One player that I look at and I think that, you know what, this 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 could be good for them. As uh, you guys know, going to a free agency, you're trying to put good good uh, good tape out there. And that's Leighton Vanderash. Yeah. Um, Leighton Vanderash this season it looks nothing like the first-round pick who went to the Pro Bowl. And he's a free agent after this season. So uh, uh, some good tape against a team that has shown that they're running the football very well. This could be. Uh, I think we lost. Oh. You you back new? We, we lost your last the last little bit of little piece yeah, of that. What you say? Oh yeah, I, I would say this. Leighton Vanderish. No, 
who we did not mention, actually played a a, a, a pretty good game against Arizona. Okay. Uh, Leighton Vanders got out there. He made some plays when he had the opportunity to. So, yes, two games back-to-back of him showing that he can still get it done at that mm-hmm. linebacker position would would be great for him going into this year. It'd be great. <laughs> and, and what he needs to do is he needs to get back into that that splash play. Like, when we saw him his rookie year, I'm like, man, they better sign this dude quick because this dude is unbelievable. But what he was able to do was – he was making, whether it's sack force fumbles, scooping up stuff, intercepting. He was making those splash plays, those plays that make you really remember what his impact was on the game. We just haven't seen that from him this year. I mean, he's had a solid season. You know, he's been racking up some tackles in here and there, but he just hasn't made those plays that make you stick out. And now with, you know, Parsons, you know, out with COVID for this week, I think he'll be thrust into that role where he'll be that dime linebacker out there. He'll be the guy that doesn't leave the field and gets everybody lined up. So hopefully he can take advantage of it and uh, make some plays for himself. I- See, this is, this is why Jalen Smith was out there swiping, okay? Because <laughs> Jalen Smith was out there swiping to let you know that he had made a play. We have not seen Leighton Vanderus uh, howl at like, all this year. He hasn't howled at all. But the unfortunate part about it is he has made some plays this season. Yeah. And we would have been able to see that and, and, and put a little bit notor- a little bit more notoriety on it had he done his celebration after the play. So, Leighton, let me tell you something, man. Don't shy away from doing your move, okay? Get your celebration. When you make up. a play, celebrate the right way and let them know it was you out there causing that play, all right? <laughs> Michael Parsons is out. You coming out here. The Wolf Hunter is here, all right? Let us know that you out there making the plays because I want to see you have success in your career. Can, can he still do it? I, yeah. I mean, right. the, from, from what I've seen him be able to do this season in spot play and then how he played against Arizona, I think there is a role for him. There's still a role for Jalen Smith out there in New York. Mm-hmm. You still have a role for Leighton Van Der Esch as well. Okay. What about next season? No, no. Uh, I mean, unless you, unless, unless, you know, you can hit you with the not the vet minimum, but nothing crazy, something super team friendly um, that will bring him back. I mean, I, you know, I just think that you can draft a guy in that position, and from what we've seen, LVED's past two years. You could draft a guy to get that same type of production. Now, if he was balling like his rookie year these past three years, then I'd be like, hey, sign the man up. You got you to gotta pick him up. But we just seen that production. We've seen the, the splash plays take a dip, take a decline. And I don't think he warrants – a big time deal, you know, maybe like a one year prove it type deal, um, but you know, I, I, I personally, I would draft somebody, especially if if they, if uh, Leighton wants a multi year deal. Yeah, I, listen, like you see, yeah, a prove it deal, one year deal, something something small that doesn't really hurt you in, in, uh, with, with a lot of cap space. Uh, the only thing I, I would say is you need a guy like Leighton Vanderus on your squad, as we've seen when you start playing these running teams, and in our division, Philly is going to be a running team, Washington is most likely going to be a running team. We're not sure what New York is, but they do have Saquon back there, and they all usually resort to trying to run it with either Danny Danny Dimes, who they said they're bringing back with Joe Judge, or Saquon Barkley. So you know that you're going to have at least five to six games where you're playing against teams that specialize in running the football. So you need a guy who's able to play that linebacker and position. It, and, it, and it goes down to where where you prioritize this guy. Like we got a lot of free agents um, defensively. I mean, you got some guys in the secondary, you got you know Keanu Neal, some guys in the linebacking core, and definitely guys along that defensive line. So I think it comes down to whether Pam Banderesh or not is where do you prioritize him? Do you see him being as that main guy that you can't have a defense without him, like a cornerstone piece? Then yeah, you got to pay the man. But if you feel as though you can, he's a guy that yeah, you know he, he's contributing well to our team, but he's not really the difference maker. Then I have to say Listen, you got to let him go. We know Randy Gregory's first, okay? Yeah, he got, he got to get paid. You got you got curse. You got curse probably right 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 under that. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out. 
I'm, I'm not sure about the other free agents on the defensive line, but you know he's not top two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, Dan, yeah. that's just on the defense. Yeah. So you know he's not top two on the defense. So I'm sure Will McClay and them, th- those guys, they'll, they'll they'll find out what they want to do with him after the season. And like I said, hopefully there, there's somewhere where he, there's a fit for him because he can still ball. Yeah, yeah. Van Der Esch, if you don't bring him back on the second contract, Having been a first-round draft pick, and he was a preferred player, Rod Marinelli. Marinelli had, had talked about um, shades of Erlacher that he saw in Van Der Esch. He did make a Pro Bowl, but right now, as we're talking about, toward the end, you know, he's good player, not a cornerstone player necessarily, the way you're talking about for a second-year contract. And clearly the best linebacker on this football team is Micah Parsons. So how do you view his time with the Cowboys? Listen, I, I'm going to say that it was it's kind of in the middle of the road. I'm not going to give him an A, you know, because mm-hmm. Nui, Nui liked to give out A's. So I'll probably <laughs> give him I'll probably give him like like a B minus. He had a really, really good season mm-hmm. when him and Jalen uh, first gotten together. And we were like, hey, this is the linebacker tandem that is going to carry the Cowboys throughout the next few years uh, on their defense. And then it kind of fell off. So mm-hmm. he did make the Pro Bowl. So you have to give him some, some, some props for that. And he's also been able to carve out a, a, a niche position here when everything was changing on defense. Defense, right? Yeah. We go out and we draft almost all defensive players, and Leighton Vander still finds a way to still be that guy that's here in the locker room and actually getting some playing time and playing well. So I'm still I'm gonna give him a B minus uh, because of that, and mostly because man, he, he had those injuries, and, yeah. and you're not really sure. So once you start missing time, it kind of knocks you a little bit. But he, he still deserves to be to to be up there in the B's uh, for me. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna go either B minus or C plus. Well, you be giving out some C's. Uh, because C's, C's get degrees. C's get degrees, man. Because he started off so it reminds me of Bruce Carter when we was here, but it, kind of the opposite. You know how Bruce Carter started off slow. He had the injuries, uh, was fighting for playing time, and then by his last year, he had like five or six picks and he was balling. And he ended blocking up getting punts, his yeah. blocking punts. He ended up getting a big deal out in uh, Tampa Bay, I think. But it was kind of like that with, with Bruce Carter, where yeah. in uh, LVE, where you know, except LVE started off fast as all heck, pro. Bowl, Wolf Hunter, woo, getting all over the place. What? Oh, anyway, <laughs> but to me, they're, they're similar tracks. And look, LVE, he, he he's done a good job here. He's done a good job. He warrants getting paid maybe somewhere else. But overall, I, I'm giving him a B minus. Okay, all right. Okay, I'm gonna say, don't get that man a C. I can't get him. He went to the Pro Bowl. He did something I could never do. He went to the Pro Bowl, so I got to give the man at least a B. Rod Marinelli's time here as defensive coordinator and, and three players that, that Rod really, um, they went to and he advocated for uh, Tristan Hill, Leighton Van Der Esch, and Taco Charlton. Um, Leighton Van Der Esch, you know, he, he, he gave the Cowboys something. He's, he's a, uh, I think he's a B when okay. you think about his career. Obviously, because of the injuries, I don't think you can give him a multi-year contract. It would have to be something that was very team-friendly if you brought him back. But this is how the NFL goes. But they got something out of him. He was a starting football player. Taco Charlton just never gave you anything yeah. as, a, as a football player here. And, and especially when you look at the fact that they passed on T.J. Watt to get Taco. And then you look at Tristan Hill, who's been a spot player. Instead of Hill and, and, and Juan Thornhill playing on a 
as a starter for a, a world championship Kansas City Chiefs team. So uh, I look at Leighton Vander Esch definitely as a let, B player because he did make some contributions. He hasn't been starting. Let, let, let me tell you this, though, Nui. Right, listen, I'm going to be real with you, okay? After you gave that A out yesterday, we're going we gonna to put your numbers on it, your letters on the curve. <laughs> <laughs> you you okay. grading on the curve, right? Oh, my game. That boy went from Kool-Aid to A. So, went from assy to classy. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> believes in himself, man. So, well, I ain't giving out A's, A pluses. You get an A. Exemplary. He got a sticker. Let me get a sticker, bro. You know what I'm saying? You had a good day today. <laughs> oh, man. They was getting after him on Twitter, too. <laughs> gentlemen. Gentlemen. As I said, this was for at this time, okay? At that time. I still have not given my final grade, okay? Just, you know, we have yet to get to the final exam, okay? You know how much, you know how much put emphasis you put on that final exam. The final exam for Mike McCarthy is going to be the playoffs. And I put a lot of weight into the final. So this A could very much go down to a B. It could end up as a C because Mike McCarthy was brought in here to be better than Jason Garrett. And right now, has he done anything that's necessarily better than what Jason Garrett did? Not uh-huh. yet. Not yet. So this A could j- change, all right? Yeah, there's more work to do, gentlemen. There's he, more work you know to saying? do. He got a listen, is not in. He, listen, he got to drive into the playoffs before he uh, talk about not yet. Okay, yeah, he not gotta, yet. He got to make a nice so, little drive so, 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 so what was his grade, his, his, his first year as the Dallas Cowboys head coach from you? Was it C, D? Well, for me, I, I, fa- I gave it a failure. I you gave, gave it an F? F? Oh, so he probably sitting F. somewhere I mean, like a C, yes. like a C plus right now over his two years. I mean, if you're averaging you're out averaging this out. A that you gave him in that in that failure. Okay, just check it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Mike Nolan thing soured me. That soured me. That night, Mike Nolan thing was just terrible. It's unforgivable. Yeah, it was. It was ugly. I mean, you think about how you messed up. Really, you messed up the career. Uh, Van Der Esch and Smith. That was a wasted year, putting these guys in places they didn't want to be. You got guys out there who said, you know, look, man, I don't like this defense. Um, then you had guys like Xavier Woods running around out there talking about, I can't go 100% the whole time. I mean, that was a debacle. I mean, and this was McCarthy's guy. Yeah, you, you almost got Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown released. We were yeah. sitting over here like super down on these dudes. Like, ain't no way they could play. We sitting here looking at Tank like, is he hurt? <laughs> is yeah. he hurt? Right. Like, everything that Mike Nolan did was was incorrect. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, Mike, Mike McCarthy, that's his guy. We know for sure. We know for sure <laughs> that Mike McCarthy brought in Mike Nolan. Like, oh, we don't know about the Dan Quinn and how that happened with, with Jerry and all them. We know for sure. <laughs> that he brought yeah, in, Mike he, he brought in, Mike. brought in, uh, brought in, brought in Mike Nolan. Y'all, so y'all don't think if, if if Nolan had the off season like 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 Quinn had, y'all don't think nope. it would have been a little bit better? Nope. Not even a training camp. In Not, on uh, Not on duty. Not on duty. Y'all just killing, my, killing, nah, uh, no. killing old Nolan out here. What bring the car to you? <laughs> Bones Fossil wasn't good last year. Okay, yeah. the special teams last year was not good. You know, calling them fake punts inside the, you know, inside the the, the thirty yard line. And I mean, it was it was a winnable division. Now the Cowboys couldn't win that. And the off season program, they talked about how you know they didn't make the proper adjustments in dealing with um, 
uh, Zooms. Um, McCarthy's given credit to Dan Quinn and what Dan Quinn and what they were doing in, in Atlanta and utilized some of that to make their offseason program better. But I'm sorry, his whole first year, I gave that a big old flat F. Uh, Jerry Jones said, you know, give him a mulligan. But uh, I find Dan Quinn's six and – I mean, uh, I find Mike McCarthy's six and ten season a failure because there was just nothing that went on there that I agreed with. I'm sorry. that So – yeah, I gave him an A so far, but believe me, man, the final exam is going to be what he does in the playoffs, and I think we're all in agreement there. You know, this is a team that can't sit up here, have a home game, especially if you got to play Arizona again, and get bounced. That simply yeah. can't happen. That would not be acceptable here. Dude, I'd be downright, uh, man, I don't want to say it'd be a complete failure, but that would be that would be bad. If we if one and done, that's after a- all this we've been hearing about the offense being all this and the, you know the defense is on its way back and Quinn and and more and if we did just go in there and then one and done then let's just say it's to the Eagles oh we ain't gonna hear the end of it. Let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you why it's a failure. I'll tell you if you go out there and you get one and done by whoever it is, right? Mm-hmm. You bring in Mike McCarthy, go six and ten the first year. You give him a mulligan. The second year you you, you come in, you give him everything that you, that he said he needed, right? Mm-hmm. You got whatever. You got your tackles, even though they, they weren't healthy the whole year, but you got the tackles. <laughs> You've paid a running back ninety million dollars. He's being underutilized. You paid a run uh, a receiver one hundred million dollars. He being underutilized. So mm-hmm. you're not even using your tools offensively because you're the offensive coach mm-hmm. to the maximum potential that they that they can have, right? And then you go out there and you get bounced out in the first round because of it? Mm. That, come on, man. That's a failure. Is any, any of it going more, though? Any of it going hey, man, that that hand cut, the same props that we gave Mike McCarthy for, for getting his team to 11 wins mm-hmm. will be the same uh, detriment if he loses uh, in the first round of the playoffs. We would have to knock him the same way that we gave him those props because okay. he is the head guy. All okay. right, And we, I still have my stuff to say about killing okay, him so, if he decides not to run the ball. Uh, <laughs> Nine attempts. <laughs> so, so, Professor Danny, right now, going into the final game, you've given Mike McCarthy – a B. A B. So if we get to the exam, the major, the major exam of the playoffs, and he doesn't perform, and they go out, is your grade going down? Listen, I'm not gonna lie to you, new. The way I'm looking at it is, I'm thinking the, I'm giving him the grade on the season, and his grade <laughs> on the season is a B. It's a B for the because, season. Because what we said was, we, we we were trying to figure out how many games they were going to win. During the regular season, we said 11. I'm gonna give him a beat for that. It wasn't as pretty as I thought he was gonna be. His performance in the playoffs are are separate. That might be another exam. So this might be the first exam of the season. The second exam is the playoffs, and I'm gonna average the two. You get knocked out in the first round, you got an F. All right. So all of a sudden, your B got knocked down to a C minus, and you'll be coming in and getting some extra uh, <laughs> extra studying <laughs> and, and begging the professor to pass you and give you your degree. Hey, it's just like where I was at from the beginning. What I call it a uh, C. All right, because look, man, my man did not was not instrumental on the turnaround of this defense. All right, it was Dan Quinn, and I think we all know that. All right, my man was probably on the offensive side of the football the entire training camp. Dan Quinn had his hat on back. Backwards, was out there doing them 100-yard walks. Knew he saw him with Michael Parsons just chopping it up, thinking, how are we going to make you the best player possible? And he did that. He did that. And it was not because of Mike McCarthy. What Mike McCarthy did was he hired him. He hired him to come in. So I'll give you credit. We're not sure. Yeah, we don't even know if that's the case. We're not but sure. I'll, I'm going to go ahead and give him props for bringing in DQ. No, give me props. Yeah, give you props yeah, for getting in. Give me props. Give me but props. he had nothing to do with his defense. <laughs> and offensively, all the beginning of the season, all we was talking about was boy genius, Kellen Moore, and his creativity and how he's doing, making this offense one of the best offenses around the league. There was no, you know, McCarthy had anything to do with this. It was all Kellen Moore. We was praising Kellen Moore. So I got to get a man to see. 
He, he did a good job of managing the team, switching the culture a little <laughs> bit, and making sure that, you know, hey, we're focusing on the task at hand type deal. He did a good job of doing that, so I give him a C. But Most the other moments, parts, baby. the other parts, man, I gotta give the credit where the, credit's due. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna, oh, we, we'll talk about this later. We gotta talk about it, running the ball. I'm just. I need to go down the list of good okay, teams so, in the so, league. So, so for you, Church, mm-hmm. if it's a one and done in the playoffs, does the C change, or are you gonna keep it there? I'm gonna keep it there. I'm gonna because because see, to me, I, okay. I I didn't think we had like I know we're playing well, but. I'm the one that believes that we've been feasting on on, on terrible teams, so I don't have these this, this expectation of us making it long in the playoffs. I'm gonna be honest. I think we're gonna be if we go if we come across an Arizona or an LA, even the 49ers in that first round. I think we're gonna be one and done. But so to me, my my letter grade is not gonna change. I'm just like, hey man, had a solid season, got to the playoffs. You know, Dan Quinn turned the defense around, but you know, hey, see, it's solid. Yeah, let me tell you something. If you don't make it this year, you ain't gonna make it. <laughs> I'm gonna just tell you. If you can't make a deep playoff run this year, you're not going to like. This is probably the best that the defense is gonna play, right? Because you mm-hmm. are, what you know, like I know, next year, year after that, you're not gonna have the same team. No. You're not gonna have the same collective group of guys. You might not even have Randy Gregory. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this is this is your you might chance. Have your coordinators. Yes. This is yeah. You might not have a coordinator. This is your chance right now to make that run. And if you can't make it with the squad that you have right now, Zeke is all of a sudden looking healthier than mm-hmm. he was. You got Tony Pollard with the Thunder and Lightning. You got Dak, who you paid for. He's healthy this year. You got a Mar- Cooper, you got CD Lamb, you have enough. You got Tyron Smith gonna be healthy, you got Leo Collins, you got Zach Martin, you have enough. Mm. You do not have a reason or excuse to say that another team has more talent than you and has more potential uh, than you going into any game. You know what they're gonna do, man? What? We had to face two teams out there. The Cardinals and the refs. That's you know, right. you know, you know what's coming. Yeah, you yeah. know what's coming. Then you're gonna be facing three because the media gonna be running down your neck. <laughs> you're, gonna be, you're gonna be three teams. I don't want to hear nothing about that. Let, if you don't get messed over like, like the Saints got messed over, yeah, then I don't yeah, want to hear yeah, nothing about no referees. Right. It has to be as blatant as that, bro. If you are not the New Orleans Saints and, and how they got messed over, that is when I'm looking and I'm saying that is absolute garbage. Yeah, well, the Saints right? got yeah, They definitely got like, screwed. They, they should have got 60 calls from New York. Like, hey, y'all got. Hey, stop the game. Stop. Right they should, now, they should have cut the lights off like the Super Bowl with the uh, with the Forty ers and the and the Ravens. Should have just they should just pull the switch. Say we can't run another play <laughs> until we get this right. But other than that, I don't want to hear nothing about it. Huh? I'm with you on that one. All right, let's take our first break. Danny wants to talk about the run game. Let's dive into that here on the Players Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. Danny McCray, Barry Church. They are the former players. I'm merely Newey Scruggs. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. 
you go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. <laughs> and if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back to the Players' Lounge. Hey, get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan-packed exclusive benefits and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details to join today. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is Players Now. It's brought to you by Hotels.com. The former players are Barry Church and Danny McCray. Yes, indeed. Um, uh... Church is Danny gonna act like that uh, that uh, Texas Bowl didn't get played last night? Man, and I'm that, not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna Kansas say that. One forty-two to twenty. I wasn't I'm, gonna say that. I'm gonna straight up tell you like this. I listen. This is how you know I haven't been t- paying attention to my school. I did not know how many guys that were like, we ain't playing in this game. They couldn't start Nussmeier because they didn't want to mess up his redshirt year. We look like the Denver Broncos uh, two when years had, ago. When they had the receiver playing, they had Q. The receiver playing QB. <laughs> Like it, it was, I, and I turned on the TV, and I, and I'm like, I, I didn't even think about how I was thinking about the game, and I see Brian Kelly upstairs, like doing with the commentators. I'm like, oh, he ain't even coaching. <laughs> like mm. we we don't have a quarterback, mm. you know, like we don't have a defense, like our uh, Corey Raymond, our de- defensive back coaches in Florida. <laughs> you know, we don't have anybody. Like we, mm. we, they 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 are in the process of literally redoing the whole organization. They let go of all the recruiting people. Like everything is gone, and then you got the receiver out there playing running back. I mean, uh, quarterback. And I was like. Man, I bet some people on that thing too, man. I why? Why would they, why they even make that team line up, man? You like, like well, they, they down all these players. They ain't got no coach. Well, I mean, I mean, what you, what you supposed to do about the seniors, though? You know what man. I'm saying? Like, it's some of those kids' last game, and yeah. some of those kids they might be sophomores or whatever, and they're trying to put that that film on tape for Brian Kelly when he comes in because none true. of those are his guys, That's right? True. So you still got to go out there and prove you could play. Damn. But way, way underhanded. Shout out to Kansas State; they were out there celebrating stuff. And I'm looking at the game. I'm like. All right, y'all winning. I mean, I, I don't really, I don't really have anything to say about it. We we mm. we got thumped, but I've never seen us have to put out those type of walk-ons and freshmen and and, and uh, quarterbacks uh, as Ooh. receivers out there. It was it was just a bad thing. But they had heart. They went out there and played. They went out there and gave everything they got. But uh, put Kansas State on our uh, on our schedule during the real season. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll see what real, happens. Real quick, real quick for both y'all. I want to ask both of y'all. I know this is way off target, way off subject, but. What do y'all think about these new new NCAA rules as far as, you know, cats going into the portal, being able to go anywhere they want to and play in that same year? What y'all feel about that? I love it because, like you said, the coaches are able to do that. If, if you tell the coaches that they have to stay out and play their contract, mm-hmm. then, you, then you're able to, in my mind, to tell the players that they should have to do the same thing. Okay. But when you have these coaches sneaking out in private jets uh, <laughs> in the middle of the night uh, after the first year, second yeah. year of their contract, and they did promise these dudes sitting in these dudes' living rooms with their parents and say, hey, I'm going to take care of your son and make sure that he 
becomes a man and get him through and get his degree. And then six months later, you're like, I'm out of here, deuces. Nah, uh, the players should be able to do the same thing. So give them the freedom to do that, uh, especially if if, if their head coach or or one of the coaches who recruited them is getting out of there. Because that connection, like, you know, when a guy comes to recruit you and you you put that faith in him – like y'all related at that point. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's a, that's that's big bro right there. That's yeah. big bro. What about you, Noe? What, what you feeling about these uh, these transfer portals and everything? Everything Danny said is a hundred percent true. And one of the things that people keep forgetting is, hey man, they can pull your scholarship whenever they want to. And if you look at Nick Saban and Dabo Swing, just look at the quarterback. So many people just do overlook how many five star quarterbacks they've had and how many of these guys end up leaving. No, they're out here all the time looking to replace you. So why are we mad when kids sit up here and say, you know, I want to go find something that's better for me. A lot of times what these coaches don't like, because I've talked to some of them, they don't like the fact that they basically have to keep on recruiting you. You know, that once I got Barry Church here, I got to make Barry Church feel Or maybe, you know, a school that he wanted to play for before that didn't like him. They they got tape now that he said, see, I can play for you. And I just think these coaches don't like it. I heard from someone about the quarterback over in Oklahoma, uh, Williams, who's leaving. And and this is what this particular person said to me. You know what? Probably want to get more money because he he did say I could go back to Oklahoma. And their thought is like, you know, man, they, they, they want some more money. And yeah. they, you know, go to, the, go to the NIL, go get a bunch of cash. So here it is. You beat up the players. But what did the coaches do? What did Lincoln Riley go do? Left for more money. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's amazing jet. to me on, on on how, yeah, you beat up these kids all. Just get a pass. And I, I'm with Danny 100% on this. Now, obviously, there's a lot of kids in the portal, man. There's a bunch of kids that's not going to get got. Yeah. There's a bunch of kids who are overrating their talent. Um, that, but that you tell me in any walk of life, how many times do we see guys declare for the NBA draft and they, they don't make it or guys that declare for the NFL draft and they're not there. So, um, going into the portal and not getting got, that's a part of it. I have no issues with that at all. And when Dabo Sweeney lied talking about, we don't even care about education no more. Dabo, when we cared about education for these people. Right? D- Dabo, man. Yeah. Dabo, man. Cause he ain't getting it. He ain't on top no more. Listen, and, and, and what's it? Uh, was it Kirk and, uh, Darren, uh, uh, you talking about Desmond Howard, Desmond Howard and uh, Kirk out Kirk there, Street. Out there tripping. Well, Let me tell you something. If, I, if I'm about to be a first-round pick, you think I'm playing in a Texas uh, tax act bowl, whatever the LSU was no. playing in? Like, 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 why? why? Like, why would I do that? And then – because – what, have you seen them come and speak out when when one of those guys gets hurt in Look the game? Smith. Like, do, do you? Do you do, I, I don't hear him saying nothing. Then, nah. oh, yeah, nah, well, I hope he gets better. I hope he gets better. He gets better. <laughs> nah, give me that ten fifteen million that I'm gonna miss out on because I'm listening to you say, "Hey man, I don't love the game, so I'm gonna go out here and prove that to you." Because if he thinks that that doesn't have the effect on some of those players when they try to make that decision of like, what is what are people going to think mm-hmm. about me? The people that are in the media, what are they gonna say about me if they think that don't have an effect on that decision that those kids are making? They are fooling themselves. I mean, right? yeah. Just look at Jalen Smith. I mean, that dude was a probably a bona fide top ten pick. Has that terrible injury? Ooh, top Luckily, five pick. Top five pick has that terrible injury. He lost millions because of it. Now he, he was able to come back and you know get a nice deal and make a lot of that money back, but he missed out on millions because he played in a bowl game. That wasn't even in the college football playoff. I think it was like the Fiesta Bowl or something. Did the whole thing, played it, and boom, it he was dropped Fiesta all the way, yeah. dropped all the way to the second round. Then they paid him, and then he gave away five hundred to get number nine for six weeks. Mm-hmm. Goodness. <laughs> Goodness. 
I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, right, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad he got the money, man. I'm glad. Shout out now. Nah, shout out to Jerry because Jerry is known for taking a chance on guys who who come into the draft with injuries. Now you well, you wasn't injured when yeah. you came in, but you think about Sean Lee, Bruce Carter, and then uh, Jalen Smith, yeah. guys who had had uh, injury filled histories, and then he still gave them a shot. And literally, all three of them made money. They did all here. Three of them did. <laughs> well, actually, Bruce didn't. Bruce made money in Tampa, but two of those guys got paid here by Jerry. Yeah. And real quick before we get off, I know I got us way off the subject. <laughs> I'm going to play devil's advocate just a little bit. Now, with this new transfer portal, do y'all think there's, you know, there'll be a lack of accountability? Like if a kid goes to somewhere and he's like, oh, I'm not starting. I'm not getting, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to work to get to that next spot. So I'm going to just transfer and get up out of here. And then he goes to that next spot and he's like, oh, I'm not working here either. I'm just going to keep transferring. Do you think that has something to do with accountability? And when those guys get to the league, if they do get to the league, it ain't going to be like, oh, you you know, you're here. And you're not starting, so I'm just going to leave. Ain't nobody going to pick you up after that. Well, somebody somebody got to want you. So yeah. it don't matter. So you can try to transfer all you want to. Be like, hey, man, I'm coming over to Miami. The coach like, man, new number. Who this? <laughs> like the kid from South Lake. Yeah. You went to Ohio State early. Oh, it ain't working out here. So now he's down in Texas. I just wonder if it's going to have anything to well, do listen, like with accountability I'm, with these young kids. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. Joe Burrow, okay, is a guy who had to get into the transfer from Ohio State to come to LSU, and it worked out for him. Yeah. So when, when kids are looking at these stories, they say, I, all, I, all I have to do is find that spot who's going to give me give, you a chance. give me that shot. Okay. If you if you just so happen to transfer to a place where the dude is more talented than you and you realize you're going to sit there for four years and not get no play mm-hmm. time, I'm trying to transfer again, too. <laughs> like, this is, this is my future that we're talking yeah, about, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you got to do what's best for you in, in that situation. So some of it may be accountability, but some of it may be you really get in there and you realize that, hey, I, like I don't have a shot. You ain't got I don't a have a shot. There's always gonna be somebody better than you, no yeah. matter how so, good you are. Yeah. This this is what I find very interesting. We beat up athletes for this, but we see people do this in every walk of life. Okay. Very true. Switching jobs here, going there. I mean, we see that happen all the time. And then in the sport of college football, you tell me who's not moving around trying to improve their lot or find something that works more better for them than an assistant coach. Okay, he's just the coach always hopping around here looking for the bigger and better deal, looking for a better position, looking for this and that. I mean, but we don't we don't beat them up. It's this thing where you want to keep beating up the kid. And that's one of my big issues and problems with it, especially with Kirk Herbstreet and and, uh, Desmond Howard jumped out there talking about these kids don't love football. And and when did it get to the point that if it's not a playoff game, it doesn't matter. These are two guys every Tuesday spent over 90 minutes on TV with a whole show geared about the playoff. So how in the world do you think everybody decided that the playoff is the only thing that matters? They weren't talking about, hey, let's talk about this, the, the tax slayer bowl or the Texas bowl. <laughs> they were talking about who qualified for the playoffs. Yeah. So you didn't told me that the, if I ain't in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. So why should I go out here and get hurt for nothing? I mean, I see, I see Kirk Herbstreit write Jalen Smith no check. I ain't see Desmond <laughs> Howard starting no GoFund for, for Jalen Smith yeah. or Jake Butt when those guys got hurt. I mean, it's just very interesting how these guys profit off of these kids, then go ahead and slap them. Then when you put Lincoln Riley on the set, you don't beat Lincoln Riley up at all. He mm-hmm. went to the Rose Bowl and nobody got on him and said, you don't love football. You didn't love those kids. You didn't do Oklahoma right. You never do that to those guys, man. But you beat up on these kids. And who are we talking about when they beat up on these kids all the time? Who are the majority of these kids that play college football? We know what's going on oh, yeah. here. You're sitting around here and you're beating up the black kids, Young black trying to make kids, it seem man. like they in grades, that they don't like football, and they just here for the money. And we're only really talking about a very small percentage of guys. I mean, think about the guys you play with in Toledo, Barry, the guys you play with LSU. 
How many people were really transferring? It's always a small number, yeah. but people beat up the kids that do. Who? Wait, first of all, who cares if these dudes in it for the money? I'm confused. Yeah. I'm confused on why that matters. If I'm a great football player and I like football, but I don't love it, but I know that I can make some money because I'm that damn good. Who cares? <laughs> I have to love the game. I'm gonna get in here and do what I want to do. Andrew Luck was smart enough to say, "Hey, man, the I'm game. Done. I don't love the game like that no more, man. I I got better stuff to do." If you think about it, like, look, how many people we we've been in locker rooms? How many cats is in there? Like, man, yeah, I wasn't getting paid this, man. I would not be up in this. <laughs> what are you talking about? Man, there's, I mean, it's just millions of myself included. I, man, <laughs> if I was not good at football, I would not be playing this yeah, much. Like, I mean, it's, if it was for free, like if yeah. it was just like, oh, you went out there and you made. You know, twenty thousand a year playing for man, you would not see a soul out there. No man, no. But, it's, it's, it's certain guys, Sean well, Lee, some of those guys. Yeah, there's who, certain like, they guys. Live yeah. and they breathe Tom Brady, right? Yeah, like, but you know. it's it's not that it's not that uh, common in the league where no. the entire team actually loves like loves it to where thing. this is yeah. my entire life. People yeah. got other stuff they want to do. Like yeah. you see them on commercials and, and investing in other stuff because they have other things that they want to do. But football is their avenue mm-hmm. to be able to do those To maximize things. other potential. Yeah. Look, look at, I mean, we talk about them all the time. Jalen Smith, we talk about them all the time. But the guy was able to maximize his opportunity off oh, the yeah. field. Like, y'all, he, he was all over the place. So I will give him credit on that one. Because, Danny, what you're talking about is a perception of what they tried to sell you what college football is. For so hey, it's for your school. It's because you love it. It's amateur. Right? And when the moment you, you, you feel like somebody's not allowing you to sell this bullseye dream, you want to smack them down. I mean, we talk about college athletics, but now they're selling hard liquor left and right, man. Five beers <laughs> at the game. I mean, they don't care about student athletes. You're about making cash. As long as the people on top are making the cash, it's fine. Once the production, the people who, who produce everything, once the field hands decide they want some of the check, now we want, we got a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Now it's about you're greedy. Now it's about you don't love the game. Now it's you don't want your education here. And And that's always been this case where you – let the people on top be on top, and the people on the bottom stay there. And the moment they come up, you smack them back down. I'm, t- I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you straight like this: the, the realest thing I ever seen was Patrick Peterson came in there his, his freshman year, and the dudes and the, and the coach was like, "Hey, bro, you gotta go to class." He was like, "Well, I gotta go to class. I'll be out here in three years." <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not trying to graduate from this place. <laughs> Hey, and right. what he do? He's right. First round. <laughs> Three years later, he was about it. Yeah. About it. He ain't look back. Okay, mm-hmm. his avenue to be able to do whatever he wants to do moving forward because he knew football was that thing for mm-hmm. him. All right. Now I'm not saying he don't love the game, but that's when you go to college and you know that this is this is what you have to do in order to be successful. And he did it. So shout yeah. out to him. Yeah. Shout out for taking advantage because yeah. Pat P got some bread now. Talk about the run game, so let's dive into that. This is a Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. Or was it they go, you go? (laughs) And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem. Like me. Not available in every state based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. 
Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back to the Players' Lounge. Your favorite WWE superstars return to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania on Saturday, April 2nd, Sunday, April 3rd, 2022. Get your tickets to the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. Visit SeatGeek.com, and that is your official ticketing provider for AT&T Stadium. Um, Danny, you got things to talk about uh, with the run game here, so I want to make sure you get an opportunity to get that on out. Oh, listen, it's pretty straightforward, okay? The good teams that are going into the playoffs and they feel confident have a running game. Also, teams that, that that were good and they started to struggle, what did they find? They found a running game. For your examples, okay, Tampa Bay. For all the weapons that, uh, that Tom Brady has, playoff Lenny is the guy, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Playoff Lenny, guy who can run the ball, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, right? Mm-hmm. And you still had, at that point, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski. But the focus point of it was, hey, man, Leonard Fournette is taking them, right? Mm-hmm. As good as Aaron Rodgers is playing, he has Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, right? Mm-hmm. When they, when you need something to lean on, they're able to lean on the run game. The Rams, all right? Uh, Matthew Stafford gets out there. He starts throwing picks all over the place. What happened? The reemergence of Sony Michelle, all right? Now way. they found a way to run the ball. Kirk Cousins and them, not that good of a team, but even though they have these weapons on the outside of Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, who is it that you're trying to stop? Dalvin Cook. Mm -hmm. We can continue to run down the list with these teams who are able to utilize the running game and their running backs. How come we are not able to do the same thing, right? When you're going into the playoffs, you have to be able to lean on that because defense, running games travel, Mm -hmm. right? If we don't find a way to get our running game on track, we are going to be in for a short stint in the playoffs, and that is just a fact. You Mm -hmm. cannot do it without a running game because when the team is able to shut down your passing game, the only thing that can open that back up is the running game because now they got to drop another guy in the box to put eight in the box to create those Mm one-on-ones. When you're able to drop more guys in coverage and continue to drop eight, drop whatever, Mm -hmm. you can't can't throw into those windows, Mm -hmm. all right? So we need to find a way to get this running game fixed. I've been saying it since week one, but now we're in week 18 and we still have not found it. Zeke is out here in the 18th week talking about I need to get a thousand yards rushing. 
18 weeks. Mm. All right? 18 weeks, we ain't got a thousand. Mm-mm. Like I, I don't, I don't, that doesn't make sense. That's somewhere like 50 to 60 yards a game. We haven't gotten it. All right. And it's not all his fault. Like you have just not put the emphasis on being able to run the football. Yeah. Help me, Kellen, please. Help me. Help <laughs> us get deep into the playoffs by running the football, please. You gotta get back to it. And it's not even like, you know, if if he goes out there. And he doesn't even have to, you know, tear the whole place down. He ain't got to run for 150 or you know, 200 yards. They don't got to even do that. But just keeping the defense honest by saying, all right, they might not pass every down. They'll turn around and hand it off every now and then. It loosens things up for your offense. Just look what Arizona did. They didn't kill us on the run. If you take away Kyler Murray scrambles, I think they rushed the ball for maybe 60 total yards between all the running backs. But what they did was they kept us honest because they didn't give up on it. They said, all right, we're going to make an emphasis. Even though y'all shutting us down, we're only getting three yards in a cloud of dust. We're going to keep you honest and, and hand this ball off every one to three play or every couple plays just so your defensive ends can't pin their ears back and get after us like we've seen in the past. So I think that's what this team got to do. Even though, you know, Pollard and Zeke may be a little banged up and they might not be able to get you to 200 yards rushing like they did earlier in the season, just turning around and giving the attempts. You know, they only had nine attempts the whole time last game and two in the second half. And it's not like it was a blowout game like Arizona was up by 30-some points. They were, I mean, it was up a couple touchdowns. They still had enough time to turn around and hand the football off, keep that defense honest, but we didn't. We relied on, you know, the throwing of Dak Prescott. And, you know, towards the end of that game, he came on a little bit, but it was too little too late. And I felt like if we were able to keep that running game at least in the thoughts of Arizona's defense, that we'd have had much more success offensively. And, and, and let, let me tag this on again. Don't forget about Najee Harris up there. Big Ben can't throw the ball. What you do? You hand the ball to Najee Harris, okay? <laughs> what happens when you uh, Kansas City and they trying to find a way to get back on? You start playing good defense, and then your running game starts showing yeah. up. Like, this is across the board. I feel like we are the only team who can't figure out a way to get out of a slump by saying, hey, we need to – if our defense is going to play this well, we should help them out by keeping them off the field as much as they've been on there and running the ball, all right? Find a way to open up other stuff, man, because you can get Amari Cooper the ball that way. Joe Mixon, uh, you look at that mm-hmm. guy, as, as good as Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are playing, Joe Mixon is a pro Bowl running back, <laughs> right? All these teams are able to do that, and these are the teams that we're looking at as like top five teams. Mm-hmm. And so, for some reason, we just we just can't get a handle on it. But Mike McCarthy believes we should be running the ball. So let's figure out how to get that done mm-hmm. in week 18 and hopefully uh, throughout the playoffs. Kellen Moore ain't with that. He ain't with that. And I, I go into <laughs> – the, the flip side of what you talked about in that, that Pittsburgh-Cleveland game of how ineffective Cleveland was once they stopped giving Nick Chubb the football. Mm. I mean, Nick Chubb was out there chewing up yards, and, and they were just shaking their head about what Kevin Stefanski is going. Like, this is your best football player. Why aren't you using him? So McCarthy today at his press conference um, was once again on board. Like, yeah, run ball. So this, you know, listen to McCarthy. I almost feel like this is a Kellen Moore-Dak Prescott deal where they've got to make a more conscious effort about trying to run the football and get more attempts. And McCarthy talked about more attempts. So you, you simply can't do it the way they did it yesterday uh, on Sunday when you had Ezekiel Elliott with only two carries in the second half running the football that Tony Pollard had done. That's just inexcusable football. All right. Well, run the ball. You heard it here first. Run the damn yep. ball, and we're going to get we where go. we need to be. All right. Um, and uh, probably will not play against the Philadelphia Eagles on Saturday. For Barry Church, Danny McCray, I'm New East Grace, this Players Lounge, and we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!